Hello, and welcome to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week, we're entering into the fourth installment of the discussion, Are You Still a Virgin Bride? In previous episodes, the focus has been on the first chapter of 1 Kings and Song of Solomon 5. In these two chapters, our attention has been brought to Abishag, the woman who was given to David, but yet remained a virgin, as well as the two lovers in the book of Song of Solomon. These two accounts in particular are to help us to understand and see our part as the covenant bride of Christ. As we know from the romantic book of Song of Solomon, it alludes to the love, romance, and the absolute intimacy that God wants to have with his bride, the church. It shows that the two people in this chapter don't just love one another, but are truly in love, which definitely makes a difference in all relationships and specifically in our covenant relationship with the Father. Theirs is a deeply intimate alliance, not just of a physical sort, but one of spirituality and trust as well. Their love was strong enough that even during times of separation, they were always able to become one again which says to his imperfect bride, the church, that God has provided us a way back to him because we are his bride and his love for us is greater than our sin. But how can someone who loves another so much find themselves apart? What can happen in a relationship to cause people who love one another to be divided? In this fifth chapter, the lover of the woman knocks on her door at a time that's basically inconvenient to the woman. It came at a time that she was in a place or moment where her flesh was having too much of an influence on her decisions. Let's hear the conversation that she has as her beloved knocks, as read from the New International Version. In the second verse of that fifth chapter, she says, I slept, but my heart was awake. Listen. My beloved is knocking. Her beloved says to her, Open to me, my sister, my darling, my dove, my flawless one. My head is drenched with dew, my hair with the dampness of the night. But she responds, I have taken off my robe. Must I put it on again? I have washed my feet. Must I soil them again? Her love comes to her at a time when she was apparently asleep already settled for the night. The woman says that she has already washed her feet and didn't want to put on her robe again. Spiritually, what's being said is that she's already become comfortable with where she is and doesn't want to be disturbed. She was in a state of physical rest and relaxation and did not want to move from it. There are far too many in the body of Christ who are so comfortable with where they are that they literally refuse to move when the time of progression presents itself. There are many in the body of Christ who don't want to change positions when God says to shift. Too many have become so relaxed, literally laxed in the body of Christ that they will actually fight against a move from God when he says it's time for change. 
But we must always remember that it's never a matter of what we want, but rather what he says. And when God says to move, advance, and change directions, then we need to do exactly that. When I left the church in ministry where I had been for at least 15 years, there were many who thought and even said that I had backslid. They believed that I had left my relationship with the Father. I had some to call and basically counsel me with words of warning, telling me of what I would miss by removing myself from the church. There were those that let me know that if I left from where they thought and felt I was supposed to be, that I would lose their financial support. When I started the podcast confronting issues of racism, bigotry, and white supremacy, it was rumored that I had completely destroyed the ministry that God had given me. However, as Peter said to the Sanhedrins in Acts 5.29, according to the King James versions, we ought to obey God rather than man. Further adhering to the word of God, as Samuel said to Saul, obedience is better than sacrifice. A great part of covenant living with the Father is obedience, wholehearted obedience, which is one of the things that walking in covenant with the Father demands. In 2 Chronicles 25, it states that Amaziah obeyed God, but not wholeheartedly. Have you ever asked your child to clean their room or clean the kitchen and it's only half done? Maybe they washed the dishes but left, left the pots on the stove. Maybe they wiped the countertop but didn't sweep the floor. Perhaps the bed was made but clothes were still on the floor or hanging out of their dresser drawers. You can tell when something was not done wholeheartedly. God wants us to obey and love him with our whole hearts. God doesn't just want us to obey for us to be able to say that we did it. He doesn't want our obedience with ulterior motives or hidden agendas. It's not a matter of witnessing to the lost so that others can see how spiritual and holy we are or so, or so that we have bragging rights as to how many we led to Christ, although it accomplished nothing other than fattening a bunch of sheep or wolves. It's not about trying to cast out demons in order to prove how powerful we are. Whatever we do, it must be done out of wholehearted obedience to the Father, again with our whole hearts and our whole souls and only to his glory. Wholehearted obedience is a necessity and part of that obedience is moving when God says to move. We need to understand that to everything, there is a time and a season. There are so many who miss their opportunities for advancements, blessings, and most importantly, a greater intimacy with the Father by refusing to leave one season in order to enter into the next level or new one. Too many are afraid to leave where they are in order to get to where God wants to bring them. Some Israelites actually did not want to leave Egypt to go to the promised land. And there were those who left, but then wanted to turn back. There are many in the body of Christ who refuse to leave their places of comfort because they don't like change. Some years ago, God ministered to me to tell his people, don't be afraid of the changes. 
When God was up on the mount with Peter, James, and John, they saw him literally transfigured before their eyes. One version says that they were so afraid of what they saw that they hid their faces. They hid from the glory that was being revealed through the sun. We can't hide our faces from the changes that will literally reveal God's glory to us. As people of God, we must be willing to leave our places of comfort, whether we like it or not. This kind of step, moving from one place to another, leaving the places where we've become so comfortable for years, takes a huge step of faith as well as obedience. However, in actuality, when we're one with the Father and walking in the covenant with him that he has ordained, when the time to move develops in one's life and ministry, the individual will often realize that it's something that God has been preparing them for for some time. They'll realize that it's what they've been waiting for. They'll be able to look back and remember the things that they've heard, the dreams that he's given them, and most importantly, the word that he's spoken to their spirits through the very scriptures that he's used to minister to them through his word. But that's only when the relationship with him is as it should be. It's only when we walk in unbroken covenant with him as he ordained. When we walk in complete and total covenant with the Father, when our faith in him is as it should be, moving from a place of comfort to come into the place where he's calling you will not be a problem. And even if it is, you will still be able to accept and embrace it. Going back to the woman in Song of Solomon, when she finally decided to open the door to him, he was gone. Jesus said in Revelations 3.20, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Jesus said, if anyone hears his voice and opens the door. He will come in. She heard him, but she didn't open the door to him when he knocked. She hesitated and made excuses as to why she wouldn't or shouldn't answer. And because of her delay and indecision, she missed her time, her moments and season of intimacy with the one she loved. And so it is with the body of Christ. When we delay, hesitate, make excuses while being of two minds, we miss our season for a move and progression that was ordained by God. As I continually state, according to Ecclesiastes 3, there is a time and a season to everything under the sun. We must be willing to adjust and accept change when God says that the season for change is upon us. Obviously, no one wears winter clothes in the summer. However, when you live in climates in states like Louisiana, sometimes you will find yourself wearing something in the winter that one would normally wear in summer. Why is that? Because the winters in this area of the nation can be hot even in the middle of January and February, which means that there will definitely be days that one will not wear coats 
or even sweaters. If one had to identify the season of the year by the way the weather feels, by what they feel according to their flesh, they might not be able to do so. So what's my point? We can't go by what we feel, but it must be according to what God says. It's the same way in the spirit realm. There are some who will not be able to recognize or admit that it's time for a new or different season in their lives and ministries because they're going according to their feelings and not what God is speaking to their spirits. They are those that cannot or will not accept the fact that God is saying that certain people should leave their lives or ministries because there are others that need to enter the places that those who leave will vacate. They are those that need to leave various ministries because either they've outgrown them or perhaps there's a direction that God is leading them that is no longer conducive with where they are. When my husband and I had our little church in New Orleans, one of the things that I would always tell my small congregation was that God had ordained for me to take them only so far. I would tell them that I knew the time would come for someone else to take them to greater places in him where I could not. It wasn't because anything was wrong with me. It was just a matter that it was not what God had purposed for me to accomplish in their lives. When flying to different places, sometimes I can have a nonstop one-way flight. However, most of the time, I must change flights change aircraft with different pilots to get me to my final destination. Oftentimes, that's how it is in the body of Christ. They are those who will need different teachers, pastors, and leaders to get them to their final destinations in Christ Jesus. However, if we're not willing to change, we'll never reach the places where God wants to bring us. Either way, we must be willing to hear God when he says it's time to move or that your season of change is here. Too often I've seen those who have refused to move when God says to move. Unfortunately, when that happens, it allows for the enemy to come in and attack. It's during these times that you will see church splits and divisions. If one would hear and obey God when he says to move, there would be far fewer factions and church splits in the body of Christ. God never waits until someone is angry and resentful towards the church or pastor and then suddenly tells them to leave. Anytime someone leaves a ministry or church with the only reason being that they're angry or hurt Either they've missed the time that God had previously said to leave, or they're just totally submitting to the dictates of the flesh. So it is with many in the body of Christ. What the Father is calling us to do, the way to humble ourselves before him and others with the ways of character, honor, morals, and integrity, too many are not willing to follow his will and word. Too many are not willing to let go of the hatred, racism, bigotry, and prejudice. Too many are not willing to release their pride, greed, and even lust of the flesh. 
Meaning you're not willing to spend the time in prayer, worship, and devotion before and with the Father in order to hear his voice for directions. And these will be the very ones who will hear Jesus say to them, depart from me. I never knew you. Are you one who's too pure, clean, and important to spend time with the Father? We must ask ourselves if we become too comfortable with where we are. Are you one who has taken off your robe, your covering, and not willing to put it on again? Are you hesitating in making the decisions as to whether or not you're going to obey the Father with your whole heart? We must learn to allow our seasons to change as God ordained and never become so comfortable and secure with where we are that we refuse to do so. We all know the communion routine every first Sunday and for some every Sunday. Yet, do we really understand the fullness of communion? Communion is the actual reenactment of cutting covenant. That would be the covenant that we have entered into with our Father through the blood of his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Although every covenant entered into was not always what one wanted, it was never entered into without knowing all of the details and stipulations. Have we truly taken time to hear the Father for what he's saying and what he demands of us? Are people hearing the Father to know without a doubt that what they're being taught is line upon line and precept upon precept, that what they're being taught is truly the word of God? If an individual doesn't know God's voice for themselves, they'll never know if what they're being told, taught, and fed is truly what God wants them to hear. If one doesn't know God's voice for themselves, they'll never know that if what they're being taught is a command for them to follow personally. Because others are going to Africa, Mexico, or Haiti for missions doesn't mean that everyone is supposed to go. Too many have been shamed and coerced into going places and doing things, even when it's in the Bible, but yet not truly knowing if that particular thing is God's will for them personally. Jesus said, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Do we truly remember all that he did or just the things that bring on the emotions? When we eat that little cracker and drink that grape juice, do we have the full understanding of covenant relationship with the Father? When we speak and think of the word covenant, are we just thinking of our friendships and relationships with our church members or some televangelists that you may be sending money to every month? That's not covenant no matter what they say. Don't let your name be Abishag, the virgin bride. Develop a true intimacy with the Father the way he intended with his bride. Don't just love and adore him, but learn what it means to be in love with him and become one with him. Don't be one to hesitate when he knocks for you to open to him. Learn of God so that you will never have to hear him say, I never knew you. Have the kind of relationship with the Father that will enable him to say that he truly knows you in every way that he intended. And then you can hear him say, well done, 
my good and faithful servant. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.